How's it going, guys? It's Lancer at the Lancer Podcast. And, uh, you know, this is a, a question that, from an outside perspective, would make no sense at all. When you go to Latin America, you got to ask the question, is it safe where I'm going? Because every time I turn on the TV, I see, you know, cartels and army and all this stuff. And I don't want to be around any of that. And you don't have to be. Um, I was in Colombia for many years, never had a problem there, never had a problem with extortion or anything bad that happened in areas, but I wasn't in those areas. I was in a good part and that comes down to where you decide you want to live because you're going to find danger and practically everywhere. Now, has anything like that happened to me? And the answer is almost. Okay. I was going to a forestry school in this place called Iropuato. It's at, right outside of a very famous, like, gringo town where you got a lot of extranjeros, foreigners, that move there when they retire, and that's where they live. And then I signed up for this course. I couldn't wait to go because these are super high mountains, and I have no idea, you know, what to expect. I just knew it was going to be tough. They were going to teach us a lot of knots and tying off and, I mean, just absolutely everything. And, uh, you know, we, we were fortunate. We got we paid in advance, and all of a sudden, everything went zona rojo. And I was like, what the hell do you mean? They said, yeah, the cartel, like, stops all the cars coming into Irapuato, and they, like, steal all the nice cars and extort from people you know, like a toll booth, but for all your money and your phone and everything you have and possibly your life. So the class was unfortunately canceled. It was not rescheduled. Now, remember, this is 10 months ago, 10 months ago from December. So when was that? But that was a while ago, 10 months ago. And if you keep track of, you know, looking on the news in your country, you're going to get just micro stories that you know that just they're so incredibly edited and anything just to either make it look horrible down here or to make it look like it's all rainbows and puppy dogs which it is not um and i can count on both hands times where I've almost been ripped off, almost been robbed, almost had my car stolen, almost had my house broken into, almost had my dog killed. You, I could go on and on and on and on about some of the dangers, and we're talking 20-plus years. So I'm, I'm not new to this. So some of the worst things that can happen is that you'll fall into around some shady people, and they'll steer you the wrong way. Bad things do happen. Happens in the States as well. Happens in Canada, believe it or not. Happens in Europe. And it seems to me that, you know, it, other countries in Latin America have been characterized by violence and cartels and guns and drugs and everything else. And that has not been my experience whatsoever. I've never seen drugs out in the open in many, many years in Colombia have never seen drugs come to find out that the Colombians actually hate cocaine. They hate what it does to people. They hate what it did to the reputation of their country and their history. And, 
it's it's sad and um but again it's not all rainbows and puppy dogs you're gonna come down and experience a different level of culture that's way more family oriented that can be just wonderful if you like food many of these countries down here have the most amazing food peru for example and you know your miraflores district a most unbelievable fresh yogurt you could possibly ever eat in your life i mean just um argentina with steaks um if you drink wine argentina is the place to be wine steaks pretty girls or in some cases pretty guys it's a totally different world argentina is very much like italy you know, you got the dudes, soccer dude looking guys with long hair and stuff, and they're totally shredded and thin. And the women are, you know, it's it's amazing. And you go over to Chile and you find some of the most advanced mining in the world and also some of the most tragic situations. And very, very dangerous mining accidents happen so regularly that their teams are world-class in terms of rescue. No quite, bar none, Chile has skills because they have frequent earthquakes. So there's, a, there's so many places that you could check out. And there are already many tourists in those areas. So you're not going to be alone. You're always going to find an English speaker, a German speaker in my case. Uh, you'll find plenty of... It just so many types of people that kind of had it with their career. Maybe their family just grew up and moved away. Maybe they're widowed like I am. Maybe you could find a, a person that you really care about and, you know, live the dream. I mean, my motive, this is so crazy because one of the guests I'm going to have in the next few weeks, he's one of my Dear friends, and I'm going to tell you something. Brian was in paramedic school, and you know what? We were we were such good friends. We constantly joked. Uh, just a super guy. I'm going to have him on the podcast soon. But his father retired, oh gosh, in sometime in the 90s, and he moved to Costa Rica long before the gringo invasion of, of Costa Rica. And he went down there, and I think um, he used to write Brian letters and mail him pictures and, um, you know, Polaroids and stuff like that. Because this is way before, you know, everybody was on the line and stuff. And that's – it showed me, uh, you know, that a man can leave his home country when he really doesn't have shit to go back to. A lot of these guys you meet down in Latin America are people who have been ostracized by their families. People who just are some of the most brilliant characters in science, in history, I've ever in geology that I've ever met. Pilots, ex-military people, commercial airliners, nice people. Really good people, salt of the earth kind of hardworking people who said, you know what? I don't want to live in the cold in Germany anymore. 
but I still want to be around other people. So they'll move to Boquete in Panama where it's cold. It's like spring weather all year or very cold. And up on that mountain in Boquete in Panama on the border of Costa Rica are 10,000 Canadians, don't you know? And you go from one end of Panama to the Panama City. Panama City is a big, giant city. I highly recommend it. To a little town in the middle, it's farm country in Santiago. Now, if your thing is agriculture and forestry, then this will be a really interesting assignment for you because it's 80% jungle. So it's not like pine trees and everything. We're talking about full-on jungle fires. However, it is a rainforest too. So it, it's so incredible. There's so many possibilities of things that you can go for and just go get after it. Hell, I suggest going to Colombia. You know, Colombia is, it's an up and coming country. The violence that was in the 90s is, you know, you're not going to find it or see it or hear about it. You can live your life however you want. If you like city life, and you might find some, you know, place that you really enjoy going to with your family, because the amazing thing about the the not just being a a first responder, being a part of the foundation of a community, something that people look up to. Consider this the historical problems that Colombia had just kind of made people apathetic. And so they have no heroes, no strong mentors to look up to. So they resort to being weak, very passive. The last thing that Colombia would ever do is one to make you feel bad. Colombians are the most passive, beautiful, kind people you've ever met in your life. The, just the sweetest kindest people they've got bad eggs that really tarnish their history really bad and there's still plenty of bad but nothing compares to the kindness that colombian people do in the world if you've ever been around colombian people around families they make you such a part of it and they want you to try their food they want you to try their um their liquor they want you to drink cervezas with them. They want you to eat arepas. They want you to hang out with them in their circle. And the, it's a great cultural change. And some guys, you know, I know what it's like. Get tied up in a very serious job or career and you have a family. Hey, maybe it falls apart. Maybe it doesn't. But, um, Hey, I know some people who have moved down to South America on shaky grounds with their, their partner, and it never lasts. I mean, it's even worse for a lot of firemen, but hey, it's just a fact of life. But I do want to encourage you to think about these countries. How much are you really willing to risk? Because you're not going to lose your life. You're not going to be in constant danger. This is, it's not like Mad Max, like the news makes it out to be. These are real people looking for solid characters. 
looking for solid, strong people to step in, not necessarily, not take over, but literally get after it. So many times you will go to stations that are not maintained. All their equipment's broken. Some of their stuff is ancient. And you got to be able to empathize with those people. And you got to be able to put your heads together and work as a team like we were always taught. That's why they send us in teams always and twos. So keep this in mind. You can be an example. You can get people things to look up to. And that's been my hope for this whole show is to create a fireman family. The first responding family, but specifically firefighters. I have nothing against anyone else. But I found an opening, a place that this belongs. I know there's a lot of people who are my listeners. They'd like to hear about these stories. But the reality is they, they want a way out. I got one friend, did his military service, got out, went to work for airports. And he's been absolutely successful since day one. And he's had a solid career. He's working in air traffic control. He's traveling all over Latin America. He's looking for a place that, hey, maybe he wants to go work in the airport. He's an air traffic controller. Hello. The language of the airspace is English. There's nothing stopping him from going and moving to a country that makes him happy. Place where you feel welcome, place where you feel really good. Feel like you're a part of something. There's nothing wrong with the United States, nothing wrong with Europe, nothing wrong with Canada. Great places. I would just prefer not to live there. And it's not that it's not a great place. It really is. It's a very fabulously wealthy country with a lot of honest, hardworking people who have great ideas. But some of us don't fit in. Now, do I want to shovel snow for the rest of my life every single day, dredging, then having to get on the Audubon and be stuck for four to six hours because of a 12-kilometer um, stau accident on the Audubon? I don't think so. It's not the climate that brought me down here. It's just that I never had much to go back to. My uncles have gone on. My half brothers and sisters are all over the universe. I have a legacy. I have a legacy that travels through several countries with a mission. Once that mission's over and you don't have a mission to go to, your lifespan will be shorter. So I decided to go into forestry. I love bees. We're going to do an episode on bees and beekeeping. It's not going to be this time. Um, but if you do have a question, there's a cell phone number right there on the website that you can, you can actually click on and leave a voice message. I'm Lance. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today, and I'll talk to you later.